Here we are <laughs> in a weird place. Well, <laughs> are you meaning that physically or mentally? <laughs> in all possible ways, I guess. <laughs> I Me- metaphysically. Accurate. Metaphysically. Um, so metaphysically. If, you say, if you say physically or in other ways, does metaphysically take care of all the, all the other ways too? I don't know that it takes care of all the other ways, uh-huh. but it certainly does take care of as many as we care about. <laughs> as many as we care to talk <laughs> about or not. We just don't care. Yeah, because <laughs> here we are, and if the listener is very, very tuned in to the broadcast. Okay, so that discounts most of our <laughs> listeners, right? No, they're <laughs> no? a very, very engaged group. Oh, okay. Yeah, but here we are, and if you listen, huh? There's an ambient sound, which we most of the time work very hard to eliminate. Yes. But today... Going to be difficult to do that. Can't mm-hmm. do it. No, because mm-hmm. there's a plane going by right now. Right. And the reason that becomes important is that we are sitting outside. Right. We are in the northeastern United States, and we're sitting outside right now. Um <laughs> and there's a long story that goes with all of that. <laughs> and and our, with our luck, this plane's going to come and crash right over our heads <laughs> I right now. I believe the plane is actually landing on us. <laughs> Watch on, out, let me, Tom. Let me, let me help with this a little. I don't know if you heard it there, but uh, in the distance, mm-hmm. there is a small plane mm-hmm. flying mm-hmm. Right, right directly over our heads. And so we are sitting outside. The last time, actually, that we did a podcast was back at the very beginning of January 2020. Wow. And wow. yeah, it's yeah, been I know. that long. It's unusual. It's it's 6 months later now. Yeah, you look a little older to me. D- thank you. Yeah, just thank a you. little. Yeah. Not nothing inappropriate for 6 months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's been a hell of a 6 months, See, which explains yeah. why we're here. I'm surprised I don't look even older than yeah. that. Um yeah, exactly. It does explain that because we are. Oh, oh, good. We're suddenly at JFK Airport now. <laughs> here comes another plane, um, and here comes the wind. Where and there's a Blue Jay coming down for the tree right now. We are under a tree as well. We are under a tree. Which uh, take it or leave it. That's where we are, and we. It, it's you're going to hear these noises, so we apologize. Um, nonetheless, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It, it's we were actually the last time we were sort of outside and we were sitting in St. Thomas in the US Virgin Islands. That's right. And we did the last podcast there. Blissfully ignorant as as the entire world was with the exception of Dr. Fauci. Mm. Th- right. Of what was about to descend on us. Right. And it was happening in in China. Yep. in Asian countries at the right. time, and a few other places, too. And, in fact, may have been happening in the U.S. as well and European countries without the complete recognition. And speaking from the U.S. point of view, I can say that there really was no recognition at that point. There of, still isn't, uh, by a large number of people. In many cases, <laughs> absolutely. We, <laughs> it's it's been an interesting few months. So, what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Hanging out under this tree. Mm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just out under the tree. In the northeastern United States, since this thing kind of kicked into gear in the U.S. in um, mid to late February when we started. Yeah, really we, we are talking over. about COVID. Oh, we are. We're talking about the uh, pandemic. Right, that if right. you 
weren't aware or you're listening to this years later and aren't sure what the heck we're talking about. Mm. Yes, we're talking about COVID-19 caused by the coronavirus, which has become a worldwide pandemic and is forcing us outside here and forcing us. It's, it's a beautiful day in the northeastern United States right now. Well, that's what's so hard about this. That is, you, if, you, if you're feeling okay and you don't know you're sick and it's a beautiful day and it's summertime and you want to stay stupid to the facts, you, you just blissfully go on as if nothing's going on. But then something big is really going on. It's still going on. Right. And, but... But we want to talk about it. I mean, for those of you who are listening while we're still in the pandemic, which I hope many of you are, um, not well, so that the, not so the know, pandemic we, we keeps going. We don't hope that many of them are in the pandemic, but they are in the pandemic, whether they know it or not. Is that what you meant? <laughs> okay, we'll go with sure. that. I... <laughs> because if they're, if they're not, then they've been seriously affected by the pandemic. <laughs> Let's not go that direction. The Mainly what I was trying to say is that you listen to it soon after it's released. That's all I was really trying to say. But but nevertheless, so that <laughs> the pandemic is affecting everything. There's no way around it. And, um, and, and, and why, therefore, are we outside suffering airplane sounds and bird calls? Well, we're outside simply because we don't want to be inside with the the greater potential of the spread of the um, of an infection. There we go from it, right? Because we, of we, the aerosol effect of of doing it. And speaking, and speaking rather loudly, as I tend to do when I get annoyed with you, um, that Ooh. is worse because that they're telling us anyway, and I'm just going by what the scientists are telling me that um, that that a lot of speaking and and that kind of stuff. I'm also a trained theater actor. And I tend to spit a lot when I talk. That seems to go with the training. That's part of it, right? When you isn't there like a, a class in, in acting? In spitting, it's like the third or fourth class in basic acting one hundred and one. <laughs> Intro to is, acting, yes, yeah. which is all about spitting and Shakespeare. There's a whole connection, I think. Spitting, spitting Shakespeare. Yes. It's called, I, I, uh -huh. and I think you have to do. <laughs> You know, one of his comedies and one of his dramas <laughs> with spit. Tragedy. Tragedy is much more fun oh, tragedy, while yes. you're spitting. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Lear is, uh, King Lear is oh, fun. Oh, it's spitful. The, the, yeah. the, the couple of the speeches near the end are, you can take a shower yeah, right the, there. The, it's full of spit. Yeah. Oh, it's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So did you pass those tests? Oh, I passed classes? with flying colors. Yes, you did. I did. And um, as a result, I, I, even though we're probably nine feet apart here, I could probably take a shot at reaching you. If no, you'd like never me mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also facing a different direction. So it's, uh, we're, we're, we're doing it the right so way. So we're doing social distanced podcast social distance we are podcasting. socially we are we are socially distant and yes. we couldn't be if we were in the studio i may be mentally distant during this as well it's <laughs> it's very possible well, that's no surprise we can fill <laughs> yeah, in what the else is there <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you very much by the way just in case anyone's really wondering what the heck have i stumbled onto um i'm tom peterson and I'm Dean Foster. And oops, oops your, your culture's, culture's showing. showing.
That's right. It's showing, and it's really kind of odd right now, along with most of the things that are going on in the on the world. It's and too strange a time, but a we felt so compelled to get back in the saddle, as we Americans say, and <laughs> and and even ahead, though mix as, ma- mix as many metaphors as you'd like here, right. go, go for so, it. And even though the elephant's in the room. Let's get back on the saddle. Well, the elephant and is on the horse, and it's not going well. Not going it's well. Another we, problem that's which is happening. Part of the reason why we're not handling this pandemic well at all. Uh, True. Here, here in in the here in apocalyptic America, twenty twenty. Mm, oh yeah. Year. It, year. It, it, at any rate, what where I was going before we did the beginning and and the whole entrance thing to the show, the. I was I was going to say that pe- we've been inundated day after day after day with information, both accurate and incredibly insanely inaccurate. And but it's over and over. Every time you turn on any kind of uh, news type show, you end up talking about it again. When you get together, when you can actually safe social distance mask wearing get together with friends um you end up talking about it and it's just constant so one of the things that that dean and i talked about before we started this today was just that we kind of we we can't ignore this no ignore it this this is an elephant in the room absolutely sitting on a horse uh, sitting on a horse with a a saddle that i'm trying to get on Uh (laughs) uh-huh Well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> we, <laughs> nevertheless, from a, is there a cultural perspective? Of, oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, of how different groups and different countries have reacted to this. Is the, there a cultural element absolutely. to what's going on? Absolutely. Is there? There's so many, so <laughs> many. <laughs> Just start with one. Well, we only have so much time, so... Here's the hat. It's in the middle of the table because Uh we're socially distanced. Yes. And inside the hat are all these cultural pieces to this question. Is that what's in there? Let's just pull one out. Let's just... Okay. All right. Reach in. Wait a minute. And I have hand sanitizer Yeah, get the hand sanitizer out. So, okay. Oh, by the way, I don't know what this is. This is like, you know, that when you leave hand sanitizer out... After a while, and you and you've used it, yeah. At the top where it squeezes out, the little dry thing. It, it the little dry thing, yeah. And it, it looks like a booger. Now let's let's or pull, that pull, booger we, glue, you bo- know, that booger glue, <laughs> booger glue. You know that sticks yeah. to the credit. You get the credit. Should we card. clarify booger for our international um, listeners? Isn't that a universal English word? I, I it may be probably I, not. You're, there the, are very you're few, the guy. Yeah, there are very few universal. English words other than uh, the basic grammar. So, yeah, probably not. Okay, so what's a booger? Well, this is my question because I don't know if this came from the hand sanitizer uh-huh. or from my nose. <laughs> oh, oh. I, d- I don't. <laughs> I will. Um, I was just going to say I will pass on the hand sanitizer, but that doesn't really help, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. All right. Um, Moving on. (laughs) These are the challenges we face in this world. These are new challenges. We don't, from now on. This is the hell we're going through. Every day, these little micro abuses, you know, that we, and micro nouvelle things that we have to deal with. 
Do you Micro have any idea what you're talking Micro about Nouvelle. right now? Wasn't he a broadcaster? <laughs> I thought he was a singer. A I thought singer. he was. I thought he used to sing in, had, in Vegas in a lounge act. Uh, yeah, 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 he did. Anyway, I think for a while. It, it a quick definition mm. um, in the U.S. <laughs> the term booger is used as. Are we really talking about dried <laughs> mucus from <laughs> typically your nose? And um, it is a favorite with especially, and I'm going to be um, gender specific with this, especially young boys um, t- may even tend to remove them from their nose and consume them through their mouth. Oh, no, no, no. oh. what? This is true, though. I'm, am I telling <laughs> something that isn't? No. And you know what? We are at a point in 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 life and in the world where let's just. You know, it's true. You, can't, you have to speak you, truth. <laughs> well, especially in, in a world this. that is is in right. a world which is surrounded with Consum- lack of truth, yeah, lack or of truth. confused truth. To be nice about <clears throat> something I don't need to be nice about. Yeah, and and COVID really kind of reveals all this. You know, I mean, it makes it evident. I mean, here we are it talking does. about talk. We're talking. It's it's a huge metaphor for our condition. You know, we're talking about mucus here. And we, <laughs> <laughs> we okay. Be be honest. Did you see us going to mucus at this point? In Absolutely the not. No. No, it's um, let's go back to the paper in the hat and pull out a cultural <laughs> element. Let's pull something out of the. Because I did use the hand sanitizer, and that's where it happened. And now and you we, removed it. And I removed it, and okay. now it's gone. All right. It's gone. So I'm sure in other cultures there are terms for, for the same thing, and, and, and often, in many cases, the same problems arise. I would like to know, actually, if, if, yeah, if a listener much, would— That'd be it, great. Yeah, um, who, who, a non, uh, who speaks English as a, not as a first language, if they would share right. with us um, the term for booger— in their culture. In their culture, yeah. And any other information I about like it that you know. think is, is mm. specific, it, it could be very interesting. We might end up doing an entire podcast on that. <laughs> well, I think we're doing it right now. Right now. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, we do have, uh, we do have our, our producer, Torin, with us here today. So, hello. Say hello, Torin. Hello. How, okay. how are he's, you? He's home? remote, which... <laughs> I've thought that about him for for years, actually. Mm, yes, <laughs> but yes. he is remote um, again <laughs> with that tip of the hat to the uh, pandemic and mm-hmm. trying to stay safe and do the the smart things. Right, right. the right, right thing, and yeah. that's our condition right now. You know, so how you feeling, Tor? Oh, I'm 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 you know as well as can be. I'm doing hope things are good be. for you. Yeah, things are things are good. Good. That's it's a um, it's it's just difficult all around and. So we're going to, yeah. I'm going to apologize as one of the people that takes care of the technical and the editing on this particular broadcast. It's, um, it may have a variety of um, things besides the planes that went over earlier in the podcast that happened with it. But um, given the pandemic, it's, I think it's a lot better than if we called it in on our, um, on our cell phones. Yeah. Which, right. And you know, this is, a, yeah. I mean, here we are. It's calling out honesty, right? You go on a Zoom call mm-hmm. now, and it's a, a, an important business meeting. And, you know, the baby cries and the dog walks by in the background, and everybody knows it's okay, you know? And, yes. and they see you sitting there in your, you know, polo shirt if you're a guy, and, you know, your pajamas under the table. And maybe. It, maybe maybe you've got nothing on down there. If, uh, 
Now, let, let me let me bring that up to you. Here's a cultural thing. For and you. we're all accepting it. You know, this is reality. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I tend to be judgmental and, and make comments after I'm off of those Zooms or whatever we're doing. You're wondering who's sitting there <laughs> with nothing on. I want to know. I, I think we should. We deserve that. We should. We well, don't let's get, see if, we're, if we're really going to get honest, if this is the time to get honest and, and, and deal yes. with things as they are. Yes. Then everybody stand up. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a podcast, Dean. They oh, can't okay. see us. Oh, so, <laughs> but well, we should. Admit, can right? I sit down now? I, okay. I mean, I'm. It's summertime, so I'm sitting here in a pair of shorts and okay. a t-shirt. As am I. And, and shorts as and am a t-shirt. I. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and I've got um, sandals on my feet. All right. Yeah. That's. It's very comfortable. It's very delightful. It, yeah, it's, this is part of the, the, the deception. It's so easy to think that nothing's wrong. So I, I've got a little quick quiz for you here that I didn't warn you at all about. Ah, okay. Um, based on what you were just talking about with uh, like Zoom meetings and other types of uh, meetings that are out there for the, the different ways. I don't mean to just, we're not getting paid by Zoom, <laughs> although we could be, um, but we're not. So it could be any kind of thing like that where you're doing your your um, visual, a video uh, call back to a group of people, a single person, whatever. And the complications that Dean was talking about of, or maybe they're not complications, but what's in the background, all that kind of stuff. There was a case, um, I'm going to say probably about uh, six weeks to, six weeks ago, let's say, that um, where a where a young man was was doing a let's say a Zoom call and he was on with many other people he was but he was the main person speaking and unaware of this or maybe not caring I don't know um, his live-in girlfriend uh, came out of the bathroom having taken a shower and walked behind him completely naked. And there was no avoiding it because of the fact that it was going out live at that point. She didn't dwell, but she didn't go rapidly. So she was clearly obvious. So my question to you is this. Generally speaking, what cultures around the world would find that more or less offensive? Well, that raises the issue of... You know, is the human body and and nudity considered something that's okay in some cultures to reveal in public, or is it not okay? And we have spoken of this early. If you haven't listened to it, we have an, an early um, podcast that does talk about nudity. But um, and yeah, it, it sort of addresses that as well. But but it, it go ahead. I'm I'm interrupting you because I have to pretend I have a role in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question, right? And 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 there could be lots of reasons why a culture would be uncomfortable with with revealing nudity in public versus comfortable with it, right? Um, it could be religious. It could be um, it could be theol. Well, that would be theologic, but it it, it could be the result of um, the history of the culture uh, where. The public space and the public sphere is defined in certain ways differently from the way it may be defined in, in other places because of because of the historical forces that created that culture. So there could be lots of reasons for it, but basically it comes down to the, the, the comfort level 
with the exposure of nudity in the public space. And, you know, I think the whole thing with COVID right now kind of um, gives everybody a pass on this. I mean, I think that, you know, when she walked by, yeah, we were, a lot of people were probably shocked. Mm -hmm. In some cultures, more shocked than in others. Mm -hmm. But everybody went, oh, but that's the way things are right now. You know, it's... It's just a more extreme version of the baby crying and the dog walking by. Um, so we all kind of have a pass, I think. There's a certain amount of forgiveness in all of this because we're all having to figure out how to do this now. Maybe, maybe she was, maybe that was really staged. I don't know. Yeah, Or maybe she was like <laughs> his credibility shelf, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe they, you know, maybe it did give him instead of the, in instead of the, instead of the yes. bookshelf with all of the books that he's exactly. written over his right shoulder. <laughs> he has his girlfriend walk by. What's more interesting, an academic book that was written really? ten years ago, or her? You know? <laughs> it, well, good for both of them. Yeah, I mean, I, guess. I mean, you know, which one's got the box office? <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe that it was posted, and 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 you probably it, you probably could find it now if you wanted to go look for it uh, on YouTube or something like that. That was posted up there in some form. Um, and she's got a, and he's got five million views because of this. Absolutely, right? And and, and so and, your point is well taken. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to be cynical, but maybe this was all. It, it could have been. Mm. I mean, it it also may, if it was, besides the credibility cred, <laughs> credibility of the of the person who was um, zooming at that point, um, it was. What else are you trying to accomplish with that? Are you trying to distract from the main? point that was being made at that time yeah maybe he just needed a, an out and kind of gave her a signal and she walked by could be there might have been a, a trigger that would she would then walk out of the room we're in a world that is brand new we have no idea you in know how world. to manage all of this uncertainty <laughs> there's uncertainty everywhere we're swimming in uncertainty i'm uncertain what I, i'm doing right now i, I, I think that's an interesting you know cultural issue you know some cultures are more comfortable with uncertainty and they have different ways of dealing with uncertainty and other cultures get absolutely freaked out about it and have to nail everything down all the time before they can do anything so this this issue of how do the degree of comfort that we have with uh, with not knowing and how to and what are our defenses around that? I think is very interesting. We can pull that one out of the hat, you know. Well, you go right ahead and pull it out. It's it's out, out of the hat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I was we're not my doing brain a, was we're, somewhere else. We're not doing a Zoom call. Here. I see. <laughs> or <laughs> or Zoom maybe too for something. Why don't we? You know, like everybody's wondering. Um, well, how do we greet people from now on in this new world? The handshake is dead. We can't shake hands anymore. We can't certainly can't hug. You can't. You don't have to worry about giving people two kisses or three kisses or four kisses, because nobody's doing any kisses at all. Right. So, uh, how do we greet people? Used to, be, I think, it, when this first started, there was talk of like giving people a hand bump or excuse kind of like me, I'm a, sorry, what a hand bump? A hand? Oh, a hand bump? A hand bump? Okay. <laughs> or or an elbow jab? Uh, okay. Right? Yes. Yes. That was uh, and. and <laughs> 
people still I've still seen some people use and you it. know some people using this as a, as an excuse like you know you stick your elbow in somebody's eye and then you go <laughs> oh wait a minute Who, who's wait, using no that? I just said hello it's the new way of saying hello <laughs> in the... my culture that's how we say hello now in ah, the post COVID world I see so, well oh so how does that go <laughs> well you stick your elbow in in hard and fast in the other person's eye in their eye <laughs> I do think there may be some cultures around that would would enjoy that in some form well again i mean know, doing it not receiving it so I think. well it has to be reciprocal well or else okay. it's not a greeting <laughs> right <laughs> so I, i'm thinking here's what we do we make a new rule that addresses this whole issue of uncertainty and just say on a zoom call or any tech techno meeting what we do is we all have to just when we greet how do we greet each other we all have to stand up just stand up, and it, and if you're wearing your pajamas or not wearing anything at all, well, that was your decision, and you know it may start to affect um, how we view things like public nudity. But but once we this start, is a new world, new opportunities. Doesn't here. it return us to? I'm very optimistic. I, well, that's good to hear. I, I'm I'm really glad that uh, that you're the person who's optimistic right we now. We have all these new openings, new ways of thinking, new ways of possibly doing things that this has forced that we've never thought of before. So you're saying that if we stand up, this is going to enlighten us at this level. That... <laughs> it depends on what everybody's wearing. Well, but if I know I'm going to stand up... Wouldn't I wear what I would normally wear if we had not had your, the pandemic? It depends on your... Depends on your culture. <laughs> okay, I think we are just circled back around to my original question about the the young lady without clothes and who would be offended. You gave me a nice general summation of that. Can you point out a couple of examples of some cultures that might be um, very comfortable? With with it, perhaps not even um, find it uh, all that surprising in the public space. Again, it would yeah. have to be a very well defined. Okay, but I, you know, I think of some Mediterranean cultures which are fundamentally very conservative, but there are certain times and certain places, like a beach in the summertime, where nudity is acceptable. In, I, specifically for for women um you know to to sunbathe without a top okay right yeah um, yeah well we're we're talking the riviera comes to mind am i wrong yes i when i said mediterranean let me so latin european mediterranean uh -huh. cer certainly not north african mediterranean right right, right. Right. So throughout that those areas there okay but see Th that's very specific and very well defined right right um, I also and that's think of, fair. I also think of some Scandinavian cultures in terms of how families and friends relate with each other. Certainly, the tradition of the sauna, and yeah. there's you know everyone walks into the sauna nude, um, and this is true for the family as well as close friends. There are, and and perhaps I'm wrong, but aren't there some Asian baths that are also uh, both genders, and both genders together? I, I'm not certain about that i'd have to okay well i do believe Torin that once the pandemic look. is is over 
we might have to make a field trip to find out if that's true or not. Well, it's certainly an <laughs> investigative trip. Right? I think so. Which is all deductible, mm. by the way. Is it? Yes, it's, yeah, it's, re- it's called research. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or we could have Torin research that for us. Um, yes. Uh, off I go. I don't have a oh, lot of hope yet? there. What? Well, so this is why we have to do it in person. Yeah. Right. But I don't yeah, know how soon right. we can get back on a plane, but. Well, yeah. These it's... are all the uncertainties that we have to cope with. That's all. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm up for getting on a plane at, and staying on it to the other side of the world right now. Yeah, for 13, 14, 15 hours on a plane. That's not inviting mm-hmm. in normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, good. Let me. You just brought up an area that I'm going to get to. <laughs> and that was Scandinavian countries. Yeah, right, right. And in this pandemic, the response to how to move forward or put things on hold or whatever um, the particular country slash culture is, is looking at was different in the Scandinavian countries in in between them, but most obviously different with Sweden, which decided, and I'm probably going to be off a little bit, but I'm trying to be as fair as I can with this, decided basically to move on ahead and and observing many of the things that we've been observing in, or been hopefully been observing in other parts of the world, social distancing and masks and other things like that, but not doing it in a mandatory and shut down mode. Continuing to leave stores, restaurants open, uh, continuing to leave schools open. And so within an attempt, I, as I understand from what they're saying, an attempt to keep their economy as good as possible and to build up a herd immunity as, as a possible uh, defense against a, a second surge. Um, we haven't gotten to the second surge part yet, and there is a whole lot of discussion as to whether that was a smart thing or a, or a bad thing or a stupid thing. Or... Well, especially since the number of deaths dramatically increased. Well, it did that, but they were saying in in all of that that they understood that, but they didn't think that that was something that was avoidable in the long term anyway. What they were trying to do was in instead of having the other impacts that other places have are experiencing, they were trying to make it so that they could continue on and keep things at a higher level. Now, whether that is working or not and so on is really not where I'm heading with this, but more looking at this culture of Scandinavia, of the culture specifically of Sweden and the dominant ones anyway, and and saying, does that stand, does something stand out in that as to why they would choose? Norway didn't do this. Mm. Finland didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Denmark didn't do this. Mm -hmm. So, is is there something in the in the Swedish culture mm. that says we're going to we're going to try this we're going to go upstream well, while everybody the, else is going? Where's the with cultural the piece to this? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think there is. First of all, I I do think in Denmark they were also and Torin, if you can check on this, that'd be great. But I do think in in Denmark, um, they they also did not shut down completely. Um, and they they were open to a certain degree, maybe not to the same degree. Maybe it's an issue of degrees. That's right? as I understand. Yeah. Right. So uh, but that there is a general tendency in Scandinavian culture 
um, to because of their their I think from a fundamental point in their culture there's there is this collective responsibility that gets reflected in government policy and the and the whole idea of the socialist legacy that exists in Scandinavian cultures comes out of this that there that government is there to create policy that is to the benefit of all of the people uh, as the collective as the collective citizenry and you know they made this calculation based on factors that are unique to Sweden for example in many scandinavian cultures men and women live together families live together but they're not married mm-hmm. um or i think in in sweden there's it, it has the highest and i may not be 100% right on this torn if you can check it but a, a very high rate of single single parent families so maybe the highest in scandinavia okay so a significant percentage so what you have there is then if mom can't work or if mom has to work and with and there's no other parent then the responsibility for the kids goes to the grandparents mm-hmm. and the grandparents are the most vulnerable group right one of the most vulnerable groups and it, and the, and to the schools and the teachers which may need to be closed so then it really is all on the grandparents right so I'm, I think they went through this kind of calculation, and and this is why they figured the the best way out is is to try to develop herd herd immunity. Keep it off the grandparents or whomever might. Suffer and and from I'm it. sure there are, there are many other factors that you know I was not involved sure. in this, so I'm, well, I'm right. not aware of it. But but these are some of the cultural considerations that you know, presuming that this was all done with the best of intentions, as no doubt it was. Um. That was probably part of the calculus. All right. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you, and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. In the United States, there's a lot of discussion. Was it? Did we react too, too late? Um, which... Probably is true. We probably did do that. Well, the cultural piece for me uh, in the U.S. that I that I find so fascinating is yes. is this resistance to mask wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this illogical resistance to mask wearing and 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 the rejection of science and fact. Right. And uh, what are the cultural elements to that? Yeah. Right. And there's, I think that's a great question. There is this very very strong fundamental piece of American culture based on individualism. And some would even say toxic individualism. Now, you know, all elements of cultures, for the most part, come in degrees. And there's tremendous benefit, as well as tremendous downside, when you have a particular aspect of culture that is in the extreme. Mm-hmm. And individualism in the United States is an, is extreme. If, yes. if, if you compare it to the way other cultures 
value the idea of individualism the the mythology of the of the lone cowboy out on the prairie taking care of himself and his family you know with a gun and not depending on anybody else not depending on government right certainly right so there's this inherent rejection of government authority yes which is built right into um it's baked into the dna of the culture now, and I might say bake so deeply that even in areas where we have government programs that are clearly beneficial to a vast percentage of the population in the United States, they will complain and, and degrade them. Um, I'm talking about a, a, most of the population will, will degrade them and pick on them um, and do so because it is a government program. And and yet they're benefiting from them on a some cases daily basis. Yes, you know, and um, at, you know we could get into the politics of this because this kind of thing gets manipulated by the two political and parties it is currently. Right. Yes, so that you can even get people to vote against their own self interest. Absolutely. If you if you're smart and clever uh, and play the individualism card, because oftentimes. These folks are feeling like if I can resist, if I can challenge the government, if I can do things on my own and not have to follow government policy or or suggestions or even uh, authorizations or recommendations, um, it's CDC is just making recommendations. Then right. these are not, you know, I'm going to take care of this myself. I don't have to listen to anybody else. And if you're given a reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. by the politicians, then this plays to a certain base of people who have in a, who have toxic individualism. Yes. Oh, yes. Who, who live their lives with this. It is really playing that game. Not that it isn't playing the game even in Sweden, to, to, because maybe perhaps part of the thought process for those who were making the decisions was that they, they needed to come up with a decision that the majority of Swedes would would cooperate with in the United States, <laughs> the, the, the gamut that we rerun from, from who feels one way or another is so broad that trying to find something that's going to satisfy the issue across the country is, is it's not virtually impossible. It is impossible. Well, I, you know, there have been times when the country has come together for a collective good. And and, and yeah, and we can probably count them on one hand. But right. these are these are when that's happened. Those were moments that were you that where all politicians and all partisan differences were set aside in order to get people to address the 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 the, the burning need at that moment for collective solidarity. Yes. That's not happening now. It's not happening now. However, I do want to say uh, from a personal viewpoint, I'm, I'm a U.S. natural-born citizen and and have lived here my entire life. I say that because I'm picking on the country now. Um, but it was my take back in late February when this became a strong discussion point and what we were going to do and then into the beginning of March which we delayed even farther because of many of the things you've been talking about. I was of the opinion that any kind of shutdown, lockdown, quarantine had a, 
was going to successfully work in this country for about two weeks, and that that after that it would deteriorate rapidly. Now, I am going to say that I was wrong, that it lasted longer than I thought it would. Not that everybody went along with it, because they didn't. There's the whole thing here of people thinking this is all made up and it's not real. No hoax, so right. Yeah. They should but go to an emergency room. We will, exactly. And some have, because they've come down with this, with COVID, and ended up in emergency rooms, and in some cases not left, which is a sad story, but nonetheless true. But that's not a huge percentage. So you've got the majority of these people out there and all of these things you just talked about started creeping back in at a certain point and until we get to where we are today. That's how strong this element of U.S. culture Absolutely. is. Yes. Unless you have authorities, political leaders pushing back against it, you're going to have this seeping back in rather quickly. Oh, yes. And, and to the point where you can't then come up with national policy to actually address the issue, which is why without this kind of leadership, pushing for everyone to do what needs to be done, because we know what needs to be done. Yes. And if it had been done that way, if you'd shut down for six to eight weeks, right when this thing was identified and done it on a national level, this probably would have been taken care of. And even if my prediction is not valid, it would have been worth the effort to try it right. than to suffer what we're suffering now. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Now, however, the because of the factors, the cultural factors you've you've addressed, the the response in many places, even in what I would consider among people who are very intelligent um, and and who, under normal circumstances, tend to be very clear thinking, have have drifted toward, uh, for lack of a better term, strangeness, and and have and in some of that strangeness is that that resistance that that mask wearing. Let's just poke it, it, at the it, cultural it, aspect you know, of mask it's wearing. It's the resistance to authority or anything that yes. is seen as coming to me, regardless of whether it's going to right. help me or not. Right. This is a much stronger need. And I to, even may think that you're trying to undermine me. That's that, right. And I will reach for and find, and again, in today's world where there is information everywhere of any kind you really want to find, you will find people supposedly with backgrounds that should be listened to because they are scientists, doctors, whatever, that will say wearing a mask is worse for you for various reasons. Well, you can find anybody, and, so and you can and so probably forth. pay anybody, you know, certain right. people to say what you want them to say. And with that there, with the cultural aspect you're talking about, they grab it, they run with it. And, and so now you're trying to do something to me, which is very much that reaction you said. That's right, that's right. You're trying to do something to me with this. I can't trust you, so I'm going to end up sick because of, of the mask. Well, you know, the whole issue of the vaccine, everyone says, well, when the vaccine comes, this will all be solved. There's a significant percentage of people in the United States who won't take the vaccine because they're afraid that Absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's a government plot to, it's a to, plot. to kill them. Right. Right. So and <laughs> this, this element of, of extreme individualism, 
um, is something that's been woven through the culture since since the beginning. We mm-hmm. had a revolution against authority. Yes. The whole idea of having uh, of revolting against authority and how do we how do we keep authority from telling us what to do? The the political ideology that government exists to get out of my way, mm-hmm. as opposed to let's say um, the more European tradition, where government exists to provide for the citizens, yes, and, and to take care of and protect the citizens. Um, these we had a revolution against that kind of European idea, and where the government exists to protect the rights of the individual in the U.S., as opposed to in Europe, for example, the, the government exists by the people to protect the people. Mm-hmm. And if that means that certain individual rights have to be given up for a greater collective good, then that's what we're going to do. Right. And, and, and so the mask wearing thing is very interesting. I mean, I think the resistance to mask wearing is directly connected in the United States to this extreme individualism. Sure. And you, you know when the masks were when that became an issue, wear a mask it was immediately in the US interpreted as to protect yourself. Right. Right. That was the default. Right. I'm just protecting myself. Myself. And it had to be explained that it's really not protecting you. The reason why you need to wear the mask is in case you are infected and you don't know it. Right. Which was possible. To protect others from getting it. That is a very hard sell in individualist United States culture. Yeah, absolutely it is. Now, the flip side of that is Asia, where for decades, if you had a cold, you put a mask on. Yeah. To protect others from getting your cold, it wasn't to protect your. It wasn't to prevent you from getting a cold. You already had a cold. If you walked down the street in Tokyo, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, and you saw people with a mask, they were saying, "I have a cold, and I'm not going to infect you." Right. This is a much more. This is more of a group culture. This is a collectivist culture. Yes. Where individual rights, and you see this throughout Asia, where individual rights are subordinate to what is defined as the collective good. The problem there, when you have these more extreme collectivist cultures, Mm -hmm. I would call this toxic collectivism in some ways. The best example, I think, of that is China. Where right. all rights, all individual rights are suspect, and everything is interpreted through the through the lens of the state. Yes. Right. Look, you can have the, the end result at the end of a day in either case is a horrible dystopia because both extremes are dangerous. Right. But if you walk away from those extremes, right now, let's just deal with the mask. What you've got is a culture like... In Asia, where people are protecting each other from it, yes. it's my responsibility to protect you from my cold, as opposed to in the U.S., where, well, it's not up to me. Protect yourself right. from me. Right. Well, it, it, and looking at both of those basically extreme culture viewpoints, it gets us back to Sweden, where they were trying to find, it appears— they are trying to find that middle ground 
that would get people to operate. Successful, not successful, but but do you see it as that culture, as you mentioned before, we'll look at it in those terms. We'll look at it with a degree of individuality, with a degree of group, uh, a a group sense, and, and try to say, okay, where are we, should we be heading to satisfy both as yes. much as we can. And the irony is that you referred to it as kind of like a, a middle ground. And yeah. for years, Scandinavian socialism is referred to as the middle way. Mm. And right. It, I have heard that. And, yes. And, and, and I think what they were attempting to do was do the best they could to synthesize these things. Sure. Right. In, in a way that would create, that was driven by trying to find a way to get to the collective good. The collective good. Yeah. I don't think in the U.S. whatever policy does exist, and that's questionable, mm-hmm. um, I don't think any of it is driven by how do we get to the collective good. No, it's not. It's brought up occasionally, but it's usually brought up in a very vague way, and in some cases a negative way. Oh, it's not necessarily seen as a good thing. Right. Not if the role of government is to get out of the way of the individual. In the United States, the group good becomes important to the individual when the individual is directly impacted by what is happening to that particular group. And when wise leaders know that we've got a situation where we need to do—we need to be driven by the collective good. Yes. And with that kind of leadership, we can get there. Yeah. And we have gotten there before. Yes. But it's a fight in the U.S. It is a against, fight. Every against day. toxic individualism. Every day. And, and which is why I thought it would only, our cooperation on any higher level would only last a couple of weeks. I undershot it, but unfortunately I, I didn't undershot it, shoot it by a lot more. Now, uh, but, but that being said, let me turn you into Nostradinus. Looking into the future <laughs> with Nostradamus. Yes. All right. <laughs> In, <laughs> let's say that we do survive this pandemic and that it at least recedes into something that we minimally recedes into something that we can handle like the flu, which the flu kills a lot of people every year in the United States. And, and I'm, everywhere. I'm spe- it does. Yeah. But I'm specifically addressing the culture of the United States right now. And we're look, I'm looking, let's say we've gotten to that point. So there is a vaccine and some people will take it and many, a few won't. Um, hopefully most will and, and it will help control things. But it may roll around again in the next year that we have to treat it with another vaccine or something along those lines. Let's say we've at least gotten to that point now. In the United States... Does mask wearing become something that is done on a much greater level voluntarily? Do these masks, does the industry of selling masks, which is a significant industry right now here, it was almost a zero industry outside of the of the medical industry um, prior to this. So it is one now. Does it stay? Will it last? Will we take it into consideration when we have a cold? Will I teach in colleges? Will colleges be saying to students on a regular basis, wear a mask? 
Well, I joked before that I'm feeling optimistic, you know, yeah. and, and what I was referring to is it's a hard place to get to. You wake up every morning and today it listens to the news. <laughs> it's a trip. It's, yes. a, it's a journey. And I got to take a minute and try to focus. So, you know, and re, re, regain my optimism. But the, the reason I say that is because if we're wise and if our leadership is wise and if certain if the stars you know align in this thing we have a moment right now we have an opportunity to look at ourselves as cultures as individuals and make some decisions and 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 maybe reflect on this this issue and many other issues but let's take this one issue of toxic individualism and say you know what it's great in some cases, but it ain't so great in other cases. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can't and shouldn't be that way because the problems that we've got to deal with require a concept of collective good and policies and plans to get there. So, yes or no, the United States will continue to have a mask industry and it will be significant and people will tend far more often to be mask wearing when they are ill. Yes or no? On Halloween. <laughs> well, I've got my Richard Nixon mask ready to go. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know see, why I haven't been wearing it, actually. I, I want to see. The, I haven't seen the Venetian plague masks that I anticipated. Oh, the long, the oh, long boy. noses. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see some of those. I'd go out and buy those and wear those well, right now. Well, you probably can find them. I'm sure you can. Because in Venice, you know, when they had the plague, yeah. they, people walked around with masks. And they had these long, spooky-looking spooky masks. Looking things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'll let you do that. I'm, uh, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> but all right, I think we have. I can't say we've solved the pandemic because, unfortunately, it's not solved. We're we're still stuck in the middle of it right now. But well, we're, no, we're going to probably have to have a lot of podcasts still, you know, socially throughout. distanced. Yes. under this tree. I'm hoping that we can get to a point where when the weather, since we are generally located in the northeastern United States, when the weather turns colder and sitting under the tree becomes much more difficult, that we will have gotten to a spot, a place in this country, at the very least in this region, but let's say the country, where we can go back inside and and not worry about the um, the transmission like we do have to uh, logically worry about now right now we're still uh, in a place where we can enjoy being outside and this glorious weather and a summer i'm i am apprehensive about what this winter is going to bring i think that there is one aspect of the u.s culture that is very very strong and that is um our our desire to make money from any type of thing that comes along we can possibly make money on. <laughs> and I think that some of these um, companies that are working on vaccines and even the treatments besides the vaccines are, are seeing very large dollar signs ahead of them. And I think that that will, because um, it, it, they're actually even working on at this stage in 2020, the they are working on creating the ones they think have the best chance so that when they get some sort of approval, they actually will be ready to roll out. That's unheard of in the United States. I want to be careful. I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, and I think we need to be careful, however, in 
a scenario where because where everybody is going to start to jump and self-congratulate ourselves on the success of the vaccine and use it as proof of the validity of capitalism and the marketplace driving policy. There's no chance it won't be used as that. That is exa- that is deeply ingrained into the culture of the U.S. as the individualism itself. Right. I, it just it just is. Um, it, your your point on the leadership and the strength of it, and the and the willingness to confront those situations when they are not in the overall best interest. Well, that's what we're going to see, mm-hmm. and, and we have an election coming up mm-hmm. in November. Thank goodness. And we, <laughs> there's Hopefully. a lot of talk of how that's going to happen. I recall when four years ago, when there was a lot of talk on how it was going to happen and mm. didn't happen that way. Mm. So uh, there's much to do, to do with that. So we have many things to talk about. And yes, we will be back before too long and talking about those and other things and other parts of the world and other cultures. And we're happy to hear from you if you're out there wondering. We'd love to hear of Sweden please let us know. Talk to us. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we got right. Uh, anyone who can tell us about their language and their um, word for booger, uh, please get to us and let us know that. I think that's vitally important that mm-hmm. the world understand that on a global uh, <laughs> a- uh, impact. Well, very mm-hmm. important. I mean, let's put our priorities w- mm. straight. Well, let's yeah. say... A hundred percent of the humans on this planet. We all share it. We have boogers. Right. Like it or not, you got a booger. So, (laughs) you know, what's the best way to talk about that? Up front. Let's drag it out here in front of everybody. Let's drag it out. Let's vocally stand up in front of them and Mm. show our boogers to the world. (laughs) Okay, I'm vocally sitting down now because that was kind of disgusting. Anyway. (laughs) We can all just be... Eight-year-old boys. We well, I have to say that for us, that's not a leap, not a leap right. at all. No. <laughs> well, thank you, Torin. Thank you for your help, as sure. little as there was, and <laughs> and and Dean Foster. Again, you have shed light on on the um, amazing world of culture in, in around the world. Was that redundant? Was it redundant? Yeah. Was it redundant? I don't know. Am I being redundant? What's that? <laughs> well thank you dean thank you tom great fun it was and um you know even in this world we're sitting down and not wearing pants while you're on a zoom um still oops your Your culture showing showing. smell ya Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.